Hello, everybody. Let's do another B&B podcast. I'm your host, BJ. Yeah! This is Mike. How y'all doing? This is Flying Brian, and you're pretty. I'll be your huckleberry. I'll be your huckleberry. What's up, guys? Damn, rodeo got back together. On fucking time, no see. It's been like a month. I thought we broke up, you know? I mean, people were on the ins and outs. You know, fuck, I thought we were going to be on Maury and shit. Like, you're not the podcast, or what, what the fuck, man? <laughs> you're you're not man. The luckily, luckily the, the license plate brought us together. I think the yeah. <laughs> That or the jackets, man. I don't know. I mean, we got those Letterman jackets now, so. I know. With the, with the BMB on there in the back, or what? If y'all see that beautiful black Dodge Ram, that beautiful Toyota Pewter CHR, that Nissan Altima Gray, you'll all see that license plate bracket that says B&B Podcast. Go ahead and follow us. Are we live? Are we live? God Are we live? It gives a little honk, too, when you see us. Please do, or you can show something else if you want, ladies. So. No, but thank you guys for hanging whoa, whoa, in whoa. there. <laughs> thank you guys for hanging in there, Life's Life's been happening with a lot of us, you know, work's been going crazy. I know on my end, I know Brian just started a new job and getting everything settled and we're back. We're going to try to get back to our w- once a week. So thank you guys for hanging in there. I started, I started a new job and then BJ is trying to get fired. So Yeah, I am. I'm trying to get fired, you know. <laughs> hey, well, me and B already got this uh, thing going on that we're going to try to drop down the retirement rate to 40. So yeah, go ahead and sign our petition. E-40, my, baby, E-40. I'm going to get my Social Security quick style, you know. I'm going to be going to Denny's and shit, getting my fucking Grand Slam, that was senior citizens this year. Hell no, we go to Golden Corral, get some of those yeast breads. Boy, I'm about to go to Bingo Night and clean up over there. To where? I'm, I'm about to take Gladys's money, Agnes's money. Shit. Yeah, and you're going to take Nancy home. Yeah. Shit, her bad head too. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> 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 as fucking as Timberland said, it's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you, but we yeah. back. We back. Obviously, summertime now. Last week, uh, I think it was like last Thursday. Actually, my daughter's birthday. By the way, happy birthday, Harlow! Big ten one zero. Harlow. Harlow, her 20th birthday. It seems like yeah, it. <laughs> pretty much, man. All she's about, but it's all good. Uh, last week was the first day of summertime. Summer, summertime. It don't feel like it in the mornings, man. It's still raining and shit where I'm at. So, yeah, the weather's been cool. Uh, today was very nice. Was yeah. that June bloom? Yeah, I love nice it. Nice June's day. like one of the most unpredictable months. June and November. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, but yeah, it's crazy, man. I like it. I mean, I'm a winter guy myself, but it's all good. You know what? It kind of rained too much this winter, and it was a little cold too much, so I, I was a little over it <laughs> after a while. Was you really? But actually, I, I, I mean, if, if the weather stayed like this every day, I'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. I just don't want that 104-degree heat. Oh, you know it's coming. Yeah. Oh, it's coming. Usually August and September, man. August, September, even a little bit of October gets like that, and that's what's crazy because – June's kind of unpredictable. July usually is pretty in the hundreds, but August is always like fuck. Yeah, I just I'm not looking forward to my trip to Texas in a couple of weeks because San Antonio hurt is humid as shit. The family, oh, you going to Texas today? Huh? When are you going to Texas? I'm leaving on six, um, and then I'll be back on the fifteenth, the day before my birthday. Oh, nice! Hell yeah, I could walk around turn the coffee on naked and shit, dog. Boom, boom, boom. 
Yeah, you can bring Big Bertha over there. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you, can be, you can be Winnie the Pooh in it. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> you walking around with a t-shirt, nothing on downstairs. Days, dog, hell yeah, man. But got to admit, man, summertime usually always has to get some good vibes, good music and shit. And uh, I mean, obviously we're all in our 30s now, but we had the 80s, 90s, and the, the 2000s, dog. Like what kind of, when it comes to summertime, like what's like off the top of your head, like what we think like summertime jams are? So, well, you always know the Will Smith one's always the- Rums, please. The number yeah. one. It's Will Smith, it's Alice Cooper, school's school's over, you know, that one's always got to go on the list, too. Yeah. Uh, Alex Cooper. Oh. Um, school's over. over the summer? <laughs> yeah, school's, <laughs> over. school's over. The remix. Yeah. Definitely oh, Ice Nelly, Nelly, Nelly hot in here. Oh, yeah, I oh, guess man. so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, for the nine nine two thousands, <laughs> you know, um, definitely Ice Cube. It was a good day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, most definitely. Uh, what's that Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre one? I always forget the name of that damn song. Still uh, Dre? Uh, well, in the park. Nothing but a G thing. Is that it? I have that one too. Man. Yeah, nothing but a G thing. Yeah. You got Sublime Dog. Sublime, fucking, you know, Sublime is always a go-to in summertime. Uh, Carl Thomas's "Summer Rain." I always like that song. Oh, yeah, when, yeah. Whenever it rains in the summer, I always sing that song. <laughs> oh, oh definitely. And then you can't forget, um, goddamn, what the guys from Beach Boys that we had that whole fucking not Beach Boys, Chicago. What's that? Oh no, I'm having Don Henley's fucking uh, the boys Eagle. of summer. The Eagles, oh, yeah, and no, I said Chicago. Chicago, but yeah, man, summertime is usually some good jams, usually some reggae, some old school rap is always good, some grunge music as well, man. It's just good vibes. Yeah, let's see, I pulled something up City, uh, Summer in the City by the Loving Spoonfuls. I don't know that one. No, ooh, Summertime (laughs) by um, Summertime, Harold and uh, and Louis Armstrong. Yeah, listen to that one. Isley Brothers, dog. Summer Breeze. Oh, yeah. Come on now. Who's that lady? You know. Uh, also, like uh, old school jam, uh, Bill Withers' Lovely Day. Yeah. Lovely oh, day. Yeah. Lovely day. yeah that, that reminds me of summer. Earth, Wind, and Fire yeah. September, dog. Me too. Yeah. But, you know, so that's always a good thing about summertime. Plus, you know, man, pool, beach, anything water-wise, get wet, go outside with the hose. The old school days, dog, that's how you do it to keep cool. Girls wearing bathing suits when they know they shouldn't be wearing a certain kind of bathing suits. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that summertime for you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> summer at 69. Yeah. She got Boys, them, them two Costco hot dogs with that large drink, <laughs> dog, you know? <laughs> or when you were a little kid, you had to jump in the pool because something else was happening, man. Well, uh, too good. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> It's funny though, dog, because lately, like back in the day when you would eat something, your mom or your grandma would tell you, you got to wait like 10 minutes because, you know, your food. And now it's like you get in the water, it's kind of like, fuck, I got a cramp. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, man. Shit. Yeah. I didn't even go to the pool <laughs> this last weekend. No, I jumped in. It had to. Yeah. It was getting kind of hot. It was too many kids with the, with the freaking um, 
Little scout group that was there. It was cute, man. Though, like Harlow was just happy. Everyone, you know, people came, and she's just funny though. My kid's ten, acting like she's forty. She's all about like all these Versace and Louis Vuitton name brands. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What about Barbie and Ken? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. What about Ashwagash? But it's also crazy too, man, because 1990, 1994, and then 1995, obviously, this type this time of the year, this or this month, actually, we all remember what happened, man. The white Ford Bronco. If the glove don't fit, you must equip. The Rockets beat the Knicks in the NBA finals. And (laughs) that shit was crazy too, man. I could and the reason I'm bringing this up is because I'm I'm watching the OJ America again because that's one of my favorite documentaries. It's actually really fucking good. Yeah, I haven't watched the documentary. I only watched the uh, the Cuba Gooding one. Yeah, yeah. No, watch this. Real good. It's better, man, and it's it's kind of graphic. If you guys have a if you can't watch it, because it shows the stuff. But I think, it's, I, got, I think I got like two, maybe two episodes in. No, I didn't like it. I didn't stop for any other reason. Just yeah, it was it was good. It just makes you think. Like it makes you go back and think about all that shit. And just like no lie, like all them fucking people on the streets and shit that were just like, I, if I was that age, I wouldn't have done that because that's just stupid, dog. I'm sorry. Like go OJ, got signed yeah. over the over the freeway overpass. Like what the hell? Yeah, man, that shit was crazy. That was before social media. That's the only one. Like, oh, can you know, imagine? Can you imagine if social if that happened with social media? Oh my! God. Yeah, that would That'd be, be worse than fucking Dwight Howard getting in the butthole, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so man. was that like Shaq? That's like Shaq doing something crazy. Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What she would love Shaq. He's an act. He's done some acting too. Yeah, he he hosted the NBA Awards uh, on Monday. Oh, that's right, he did. Did he come out and start rapping or something? Yeah, do a little rapping and dancing thing. Nice, nice. Yeah, it was pretty good. Shaq, Shaq flew in it. He did good. He did all right for a host. Good. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. But um, <laughs> but uh, OJ's Twitter uh, ran. Oh yeah. <laughs> Somebody need to break that emoji that he got. I, I don't. I just don't. That's the last place he needs to be on right now. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, the last place a lot of those people need to be on. You know, some comedian made a joke about it. He says I looked at all his followers on his Twitter, and a lot of them are a lot of Catherines on there, a lot of Allisons. Didn't they uh, learn from uh, Nicole back in the day? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody trying to catch a case, too, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I, I if I was him, I would have just stay away from the social media. I don't. I don't. I mean, people are gonna talk mess on you for years. I mean, I mean, they have a right, <laughs> but you just go out and hide, you know, or whatever, you know. Yeah, just live your life. Don't. It's. I think it's gonna. This is gonna make it. He better not be on there a lot because it's gonna make it worse. People are gonna be litting his ass up with comments like bad. Yeah. No, I think that whole after that Vegas thing, you know, he just it just was all it all went downhill, you know. It's like like um, you said, he his best thing to do is just nothing, you know. Yeah. I think it was also when he fucking did the uh when he wrote that stupid ass book, If I Did if, It. If I did it, this is how I would do it or something. Oh, like that. I forgot he that did was, that. That was That's pretty stupid. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. But um at, when you were watching it, was it yesterday or the day before in that part where um, Nicole was on the phone with with the nine one one operator, right? Yesterday, yeah. And, and he was just yelling and like how he was like, "Damn, that feels ruthless." You know, was what that like that wasn't the day of that was like was that no, another thing? No, that was, that, was, that, was day. that was in May. But what's crazy though, dude? No lie, 
I bet you a thousand bucks, man, that if when he goes, when he passes away, I bet you he has CTE, dude. Oh, he probably does. Big time. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's Big got time. it. And then the, the weird motherfucker, uh, what's that fool in San Diego? That's just a fucking idiot. Kenneth, uh, Kellen Winslow Jr. Oh. I think he's. I think he's got it because he's done some weird shit, and I know CTE makes you do weird shit. How, how do you try to rape a fifty-some-year-old homeless oh, woman? Like really? Stupid, he's, he's got a beautiful wife, kids. He's on something like that. Make no sense. But then he got caught whacking off in 2013 at a Target bathroom in uh, yeah Jersey and shit. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't have CTE. Maybe he's just fucking sick. <laughs> I feel bad for his dad. He's a legend, you know. Yeah, your son. Son's doing that shit though. Yeah. yeah, man, but that shit's crazy, dog. Uh, but we're talking about OJ, obviously sports. Some crazy shit happened in sports. Number one, hockey. We've been gone for a little bit. Hockey, the St. Louis Blues, and they've never won the Stanley yeah. Cup. They won the yeah. Stanley Cup, you know. I was happy for them. Yeah, man, and of course the North. They the North. They won it. We are the North. Just watch out for their fucking general manager because he might take a hit at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, the police are coming out saying that they have uh, photos or video or something of of the Raptors people hitting the cops. So they're pretty much the cops are saying they started the whole thing. So I don't that know. The, the cop did? No, the the Raptors, people from the Raptors uh, uh, on their side, they started pushing the cops or something. What I, this is news. I didn't listen to this. Yeah, this was uh during when the Raptors won the um championship. Mm-hmm. And after the game, you know, during the press conference and they're naming the MVP and giving out the trophy. I guess uh who is he like the president of operations? Yeah. Uh-huh. Him and, and I guess he was trying to go upstate to the stage, and I guess the cops blocked him, they asked him for his um his pass and he just kind of like pushed the guy to the side (laughs) the cop and um i think he did it again and then it got a little little rumble look like it a lot of pushing and shit so um yeah i I can imagine in a moment you're just like dude like i'm trying to get up there and everything's going on you're excited but but if you can push some cops like that some security you you guys packing you know you might get shot especially he's a black uh president you know he could have got shot right there you know, like, yeah. Shoot, ask questions later. That's how it goes. Shoot and ask for identification afterwards. <laughs> or just take it off their body. Yeah, um, I guess that's yeah. It's yeah. bullshit though. And so what happened? So what happened? Did it just transpire just like a little shoving match? Um, just a little bit, and then they I guess they got they found out who was who, who, you know, and they let them go and be with this team and whatnot, but um, yeah, nothing major, I guess. I mean, they, they, didn't, they didn't beat up Drake, they should have beat up Drake. No, nah, but what's <laughs> weird was that the, at the fucking parade, like four people got shot and shit. And, I know, what? yeah, man, it's fucking crazy shit, dog. I mean, shit, there was a shooting over here in fucking Costco last week, dude. That's right, the one in Corona off McKinley. Cor- oh, no way, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. You gotta be careful, man. I mean, yeah. just gotta be careful. That's why you just gotta buy shit on Amazon. You can't even go outside. <laughs> Uber Eats and fucking. Oh uh, yeah, right? have... <laughs> you ain't gotta go nowhere. These motherfuckers doing uh, that. Yeah, my on, niece dating on their phone now and shit. Yeah, my niece. Two of my nieces. Uh, when I went to go pick up the tables at my sister's house, my niece said they they work for a company where they um 
they uh, bring groceries to uh, people who order it. So they go like Stater Buzz or wherever. Yeah. Where they, they wear the green shirts. I, yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. And they deliver to the houses. We've done that once. She had a bunch of Canyon Lake passes in her car. I was like, what the fuck are you going to Kelly for? So, oh, I work out there too sometimes. She said, that's nice out there. I, was like, I used to live out there. I was like, what the hell? I'm the of like delivering groceries and shit, and Oreos and, Lazy <laughs> and some chicken. <laughs> mm, some chicken. Some chicken. But yeah, man. So then, you know, obviously Kawhi Leonard, free agent, KD, free agent, Kyrie Irving, free agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Al, Al Horford. Al Horford's a free agent, but who's not a free agent? My man, the Brow, dog. The Brow went to with the Brow and Braun, homie. Anthony Davis is now with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Should be interesting. Anthony Davis also wears number 23, so I wonder what number he's going to go with. Well, LeBron ain't giving it up. <laughs> well, maybe, but no. it's crazy, man. Lakers got, they're going to try to make some cap space money. Clippers got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. All I know is if Kawhi goes to Clippers, Clippers are my top seed to fucking win it all next year. Because how how is he going to end up there? Just trading him back and forth? He's a, he want, they, a lot of people say he wants to come home. I mean, because Kawhi's from Moreno Valley. Yeah, and um, mobile but, yeah, yeah. solid. So how does okay wait? So how does that draft work? Because I, I got a couple questions, and I think last time I was talking to somebody, I was like, "Oh, I'll bring it up in the, on the podcast." Um, so you you're in your draft, and you just get picked, whatever. So how do you? How much money do you? You just automatic? Can you say no to the people? Uh, it's it has happened before, but um, most guys just. Just go to whatever team that takes you, you know, because it's really? like, I mean, it's a privilege. You're in the NBA. I mean, it's a dream. Like, are, are you going to be that picky? In the NFL, like, you know, you know, Brian, John Elway and um, Eli, yep. they both got out of the teams that they drafted them and got traded to another team. So, so then at that point in time, your agent is still getting the money that you want, right? So you're, even though they have first dra- round draft, they still got to meet your the money that you want, right? No, because there's a pay scale for rookies. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, the higher you're drafted, the more money you can make, but they have a pay scale for, like, number one pick, two, three, four, whatever, something like that. Okay. Because I mean, maybe only been, like, only, like, you know, five, six years ago where they didn't have a pay scale for football, I know, and fools were getting uh, – Brian, what did uh, – um, what's his face, that quarterback – from the Rams. Well, Sam Bradford? Yeah, Bradford got a fucking, what? Um, five 50, years, 50, yeah, it was, it was a huge contract, and he never played a down in NFL. And why are they getting oh, paid wow. that much? They shouldn't get paid that much. Nope. And that's guaranteed? Uh, some of it, not all of it. NFL is not all guaranteed contracts, but it's a good amount. Yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah, so um, I understand. Rookies shouldn't be getting paid that much yet. They haven't proved themselves. Nope. You know? So, but um, my I'm gonna give you uh, my free agent uh, predictions here. I think Kimball Walker goes to the Boston. I think KD and and Kyrie go to the Knicks. Ooh. I think Kawhi uh, goes to the Clippers. Um, who else is uh, Jimmy Butler is going to resign with the Sixers? Um, which I think who else is free? Clay Thompson will resign with the Warriors. And but Brian, you gotta remember Pat, Patrick Beverly is a free agent. He might not be with the Clippers. That might hurt them a little bit if Kawhi goes there. You want Beverly? 
Beverly's a he's a dog, man. You got to have that guy on the team. Is yes, there? You know, I think he wants to go. Chicago's very interested. He's a Chicago boy. He could go there. They pay him enough. Mm. So I don't know. Um, then we'll, we'll see. It's gonna be interesting. Monday, Monday we'll be hearing all the stories about who's in talks going here, who's going where. So. And KD, wherever he goes, he can't play for a year, right? Nah, he's out. He's done for a year. My man, God damn. my attention. Calm yourself, dog. Call him a thing. Yeah, that's true, though. Um, and then they're talking about him getting a big ass deal, though, too, right? And only going to be possibly what four years or a five year deal, but like really just play for four years. Let- if, if he stays with the Warriors, he can get a five year deal, but mm-hmm. um, if he goes somewhere else, he can get a four year deal. Oh, okay, but he makes so much money off the court. He, he's, I think, a four year, a four year max deal. He's still good enough for him. What do you mean off the court? What is he doing off the court? Oh, his his uh, sponsors, endorsements from Nike, oh, okay. uh, all other businesses he probably have, and endorsements. Those guys make bank. But know? remember one thing, man. He's a, it's a it's an Achilles, and Kobe was never the same after the. Achilles. A lot of people aren't the same after the Achilles. No. I know he's only thirty years old, man, but hopefully it's not. You know, because a lot of we seeing what. Look what happened with Kobe, man. It was one thing after another, and it just sucked because that's not it, the Kobe that we knew. When did Kobe tap out? Three uh, years ago? Yeah, about three years so how, ago. So how old was he, though? 37, 38, somewhere around there, 37. Yeah. Is that pretty late in the game, or is that kind of – 20 years? You like played 20 average, years in the league. From, towards like, how, like age-wise. LeBron's almost there, too. Damn. Yeah, well, Kobe came in out of high school, so he was 17 when he got drafted, you know? And um, and he played 20 years in the league, so he was like 37, 38 years old, you know? Damn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. LeBron's it's going to be his 17th season, and he's going to turn 35 soon. So, yeah. Shout out to Giannis. Giannis won the MVP. Yes, Giannis MVP. Good speech Lou, there. Very emotional. Sweet Lou Williams, sixth man again. Lou Williams is a baller. Shaq yeah. Caller. Rudy Gobert. That was cool. Who? Rudy Gobert. Oh, <laughs> the Frenchman, the big tall Frenchman. Rudy Gobert, <laughs> defensive player of the year. But um, I won't. We're talking about uh, the NBA draft. Like the young players were very emotional. Like they thanking their family and their parents for the you know just that support. Like I've never seen that at a draft where like every player that was getting drafted was so emotional and thankful, you know, for the opportunity and then their parents sacrificing for them to get there. Like that was, I thought that was real cool, you know, showing that emotion like that, not being afraid, you know, I kind of teared up a little bit too myself, you know, so. For me, man, um, I know we all been to baseball games and shit, but it happened on Sunday actually with Cody Bellinger foul ball. Just, you guys are ever in those lower level seats, man. Always use caution because that shit's scary. I guess the girl that got hit by Albert Almora's out in Houston had a skull fracture, and now she's a fucking epilepsic. Are you shitting me? Yeah, man. Because those remember those balls are coming like almost two hundred miles an hour straight to the whatever. That's why that shit's freaky. I've, where I sat in the Angel Stadium, sometimes I've gotten close a couple, like about I would say like ten feet. But you can when that ball hits that fucking seat and no one's sitting there. Thank God. I mean, you just like God damn. Yeah, that's and a, I guess, that's why you got to pay attention, especially if you're there. Yeah, but I guess dog, which is cool, the Doyers are gonna uh, extend the netting, which they're like, dude, we're not fucking with this anymore. We're, we're gonna we're doing this, so which I gotta give them respect on that one, man. 
Yeah, because a lot of people are still holding out, right? They just did it like a certain amount of just a yeah. little bit down the baselines, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, crazy. I know the White Sox are expanding them like crazy, the Nationals, and now the Doyers, which is cool. I mean, it should be safety first. I mean, you got hockey where they have glass all all across the – I mean, all around. Yeah, hell yeah. You don't want that puck just knocking somebody out, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, they got to do something. You can, you can see behind that net. You still have a good vision. So, yeah. But it won't be those uh, – those those fourteen year old girls running on the field no anymore, you know, trying to grab Cody Bellinger. <laughs> you see that? You see that two days in a row? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, at Dodger Stadium, a fourteen year old girl ran on the field, try to give Cody Bellinger a hug, and then in the next game in Arizona, uh, when Dodgers playing the Diamondbacks, another uh, some twenty something year old girl jumped out and tried to give him a hug too Damn. on the field. But the home last girl said it was worth it. <laughs> I'm like, so, so people are saying they should be more stricter. Like, you do that, you go to jail or something harsh where people won't think twice about going on the field. What exactly is it? Well, what's the, what is the punishment? I, I don't know what the punishment is. It's not really maybe get banned from the stadium or or whatever. I don't know, but it's not not, not enough. Not enough. You should get tased, you know? Just <laughs> yeah. Damn. Just be like, oh, you want to come on the field, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That'll hold your ass. <laughs> <laughs> they got to do they got to taste, <laughs> Yeah, see, if, I mean, they probably want to do it in front of kids, but hey, you want to run the field, you can tase your ass or something, you know? Get beat with a baseball. No, there's, there's been a, I've been in a couple of games with the Angels, Angels, and the fucking idiots will jump in. I see one guy jump in the fucking uh, in that in that little where the where the waterfall is. Some fool yeah. jumped in there, and the fucking cop was like. The cop waited like 20 minutes. He's like, I ain't fucking jumping in. Fuck this. <laughs> and then I saw another one where the guy is just running around and he just got his ass. Dog, I'm surprised that guy was alive because the security guard fucking tackled his ass. And it was just like, bro, really? Come on, man. See, guys get the worst of it. Like, they can't do that to a girl. That's why they just kind of just escort him off the field. If it was a guy who was doing this, oh, they get their ass kicked. <laughs> hey, Mike, didn't we go to a game, a Dodger game one time, Mike, with you? And I think it was, and some guy was throwing like Halloween candy to everybody in the section. Do you remember that? No, I remember. Like, I thought I thought you were there too. Um, uh, it was a game, and then somebody, some idiot, like couples, because uh, we're not too far from the wall on um, and was it right field? Okay. And uh, some fool jumped over right there. Uh, <laughs> I think it was oh, like three sure. rows down. He jumped over the fence, and started running on the field. He was running for a minute too before they tackled him. Yeah, I think I think I remember that. I think he got like all the way into the infield or all the way to the center center field. Yeah, he was running for a minute, and then they finally got him. He was he was he was he had that Barry Sanders moves on a couple of them. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Got that juke. <laughs> yeah, but, good old Barry. But speaking of speaking of teary eyes, man. Um, oh. Me and my boy, we watched we watched the classic, bro, Toy Story Four, and uh, let me tell you, really good, really good, little emotional and shit, because it makes you think about all the Toy Stories that you watched. And um, I mean, for me, I still go Toy Story One, Two, Four, then Three, but Toy Story Four is fucking. It was really good. Keanu Reeves, Duke Kaboom, fucking hilarious. Is um, he the, is he the spark? He's the Duke Kaboom. No, no, he's not the Spork. He's Duke uh, Kaboom. Ah, the last Spork it. was somebody else. Oh, it's so fucking good. You and the wife would really like it, man. It was good. And then 
for me, man. Um, Wait, before you before you get off the Toy Story thing, I heard something stupid, and I didn't know if it was true. I just didn't know if it was just just dumb people. Did um, Woody does Woody like? Spoiler! Spoiler! <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert! Is he like kind of like a does he does he go like gay or something? No. Okay, somebody said something like that, like he's like a transsexual or something. I can't. I was like, what? Like, it didn't make any sense to me. And I was just wondering if it was just stupid people just trying. Nah, to stupid something. people, man. Leave our, oh, okay. Leave our leave our animation. I know. I know. You know, I, like, I don't mind. I don't mind you doing it if that's the if, from the very beginning. We're not on, but yeah, I was like, yeah. I, you know. But I think that was just probably just somebody just trying to throw out like. Fake well, because remember the Incredibles too. They had like some. I guess some kind of. They said there was a uh, one of the one of the um, uh, superheroes was I think a rainbow. I I don't know, but yeah. uh, we watched watched that. Um, B and I actually watched a documentary called about Ron Artest, and uh, damn, that shit, that, one. that shit yeah. was fucking really good, man. It just really shows you how how far he's come along, because you know Ron Artest. If you guys don't remember the Malice in the Palace, he was a reason for it, and uh, he had a lot of anger issues, man. But he battled bipolar, and now he's taking a step up. He has a fundraisers for bipolar and people and shit. It's a real good documentary. I think it's Ron Artest, My World. I think it's what it's called. Yeah, okay. but that shit was really good, and then. Obviously, for me, season four, Animal Kingdom just came out. It's fucking fire already. Real good. If you guys haven't seen it, I would definitely take a look at it. It's really good. Um, real fast before I forget, my mom is obsessed with Bosch. I got to say that. Oh, she got <laughs> it? Yeah. Yes. She's fucking, I have to watch it, I guess. She says it's so fucking good. It's, it's The Wire, dude. It's the guys from The Wire. I mean, you know, I've been screaming it forever, man. I'm glad your mom watched it, man. It's the guys with the wire? It's the guys from The Wire? Some of the people are from the wire. The, the one of the main cops that's the guy, I forget the guy's name. He's McNulty. From, <laughs> yeah. And he kind of does that. It's that same guy that does McNulty. It's the same dude, but he, oh. he always is the same. Gosh. Oh, from John, from uh, John Wick. Yeah, he's from John Wick. Yeah, Laura always says he doesn't have a, he does, his neck doesn't work because he doesn't like turn his head. He yeah. like turns his whole body. It's that's so, that military style right there. Yeah, yeah. But I'm glad you're on watching, man. I know she likes that type of stuff, so. Yeah, she's hooked on that. But speaking of you, what are you watching, cuz? Um, I have been watching a lot of stuff. Um, I've been kind of watching on Netflix. Me and Laura kind of slowly been watching Marlin. Um, just mm-hmm. kind of want something comedy, you know. It really, really reminds me of um, of Martin a little bit. It's got that same setup where it's him and a buddy and his wife and his wife's friend and they just kind of all just bicker back and forth the only difference is they, they have kids in this one oh, okay. um, but i like it it's really good actually um so we're going to keep on continuing watching that i also started watching um a documentary or stand-up i don't really know what it is yet we're only halfway through but it's tignataro Tig- yeah tignataro i don't know exactly how to say your last name but um it's just this woman comedian, you know, she's a lesbian and she was, everything was working for her. Like she was, she was doing her whole stand up, and it was such a good thing. And like, she was just moving up and she got all these deals. She got a movie and then boom, she got um, diagnosed with C. diff. And that's like a uh, kind of like immune, uh, like your body starts fighting itself mm-hmm. and you're basically going to die. You know, it, it could happen, but she actually survived. One week later, her mother passed away. And then after that, a couple months later, she got diagnosed with cancer. So all this crazy crap is happening to her. She does this like stand up 
at a show that she just like just lets it all out about everything that's going on in her life. I guess it's like legendary and um, it just blew her up. So we're like right in the middle of watching that. It's, it's just a really good film about like somebody that just sticks with it. So um, not giving up basically. Yeah, not giving up. And then just, you know, um, a lot of people were coming up to her. Hey, my my significant other or my father or my mother died of cancer. I'm I just you even just making somewhat of a joke or I battled it and it just makes it real. You know, I know um, you were just going through a hard time in, um, you know, because it's kind of rough to talk about those types of things and try to be funny, you know, but like she, it was literally happening to her right then and there. And she was battling it. You knew it. You know, like she almost started stopping and people were shouting out like, no, keep going. You know, we like it. You know, So um, we're trying to get through that. And then started watching some dumb reality show um, called The um, the Cast of Tears or something like that about, I don't know. We, I never really watched reality shows. So I threw this one on. It's just about like a, um, more people that are like putting on um, funerals and stuff like that. And it's like, I believe they're in New Zealand. So they're just like, I don't know if you know too much about like the New Zealand people. They're like hilarious. And um, watching that on Netflix, American Gods. Also, um, there's a new one on Amazon that's coming out called The Boys. And that is a, um, a superhero show that, but the, all the superheroes are bad guys. They're not like, not villains. I don't want to say they're villains, but they're all like kind of corrupt and stuff. And it looks like a little bit of a, a darker um, tale of superheroes, which I'm kind of that comes out today on Amazon. And then the only other thing was I went back in, on YouTube um, on the Mass Appeal um, Network or um, YouTube channel, and I started watching uh, Rhythm Roulette. And it's basically they put a producer, a DJ, and they blindfold them and put them in a record store, and they randomly grab records, and then they make beats off of that record that they grab. And um, just like a really good thing, just the creative aspect of it, I just love it. You just see these guys that are just like artists, you know, go through their craft and you just see them sample and make it and twist it and grab something they like from this and this and this and put it all together and make a beat. And it's, you know, uh, for somebody that just loves beats, period, just to be able to see them do that and how and still be puzzled completely of what the hell they're doing, it's, it's awesome. I love that. Yeah, that's one of my favorite uh, uh channels i follow on uh, a youtube and they haven't ha they haven't showed one in a while and so when i saw that recent one with hip boy I was like, oh shit rhythm roulette's back because you know i me i like i, you know, I wanted to be producer uh, back in the day but mm -hmm. it's pretty dope you know they pick those three records and then um just sampling people think oh you know a lot of traditionalists you know about rap producers how we take other people's music and make it our own <coughs> Not everybody can do that though. Yeah, I mean, some people like if you know how to sample or take certain uh, music and twist it and make it your own. Not everybody can do that. I, for me, it's I I do it sometimes, but it doesn't sound like some of my favorite producers could do it. You know, it's it's difficult to take somebody else's music, flip it, and make it your own. You know. Yeah, I just figured it's a, it's like an instrument. What they are doing, all those things are an instrument, and they. You know, at that time when, when they were first doing it, you know, they were just grabbing the records that their parents showed them that they yeah. fell in love with, their things that they they loved as a child. And, you know, not all of us had 
I never had an instrument growing up, you know, but maybe they had a turntable and maybe they had, you know, they learned about this or this. And then you, you I, so you never knew how to play any music. So how, if you want to be a musician or do anything, yeah, grab something that somebody's already done and you could somewhat do it like where they first were doing when they first figured out the breaks, you know, and it's just, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm, I love it. I love it. What they do. I, there's also another one on mass appeal that they do where they do break down the record where I think they do the whole album and they show you each song and they give you the samples that they used in each song. I, I enjoy Yeah. There's a guy on power one Oh six, uh, Vin Reekin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does that with classic, uh, rap albums. Like he did like the chronic, uh, doggy. Oh, style. Yeah, it was. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, it is power one Oh six. Okay. He'll break down like the whole sample, like of, of each song. And it's pretty cool. Cause I'm always interested of like where they got that sample from. And you'll be, you'll realize like, a lot of rappers or producers would sample like that same record, but they will sample it differently. Exactly. You know, which is like, oh, shit, I heard that before. That's on that song. But he used it differently, you know. So it's kind of cool, like the creativity that these producers have, you know. But I wish I had. <laughs> I'm excited to see some of these newer guys come out and start sampling some of these 90s and early, like late 80s stuff, you know. They, they should. You know, I've, I've heard some people do it. Um, I, I haven't seen heard it enough, though. But, no. you know, that's just going to be what a sample of a sample technically. But I, I think that's awesome, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sampling is a little bit different than. Well, the, the I mean, the, the OG. People you know, are, I, yeah. Okay. But yeah. like the newer young kid, like the 21 year old like using Fruity Loops, you know, or whatever. He'll maybe sample a little bit, but it, they don't sample as much as like an older producer would yeah you know they just that's just not their thing they'll just take whatever that program has maybe they'll they'll download a sound pack and just use that they won't be digging the crates going to the record store trying to find like obscure obscure albums like oh like um, a lot of producers say they'll look for the most craziest album cover and just pick it that's how they would pick records up because you think you'll think you're finding you're going to find some dope stuff on that you know so, yeah, I mean, um, digging in the crates, it's a, it is that, that profession isn't, doesn't need to be lost, you know, just searching, yeah. searching for records, you know? Yeah. I used to hear stories of like, you know, where people would have big sales in, I think, I believe it was in New York and, um, I can't remember what documentary I was watching and they were just talking about there would be these big sales and the records and all these producers would come around and they would all just start digging, you know? Mm-hmm. And they would always say like, they would see like certain producers be grabbing like the most funkiest thing. And sometimes it was because they, they would play the funkiest thing, but also to throw somebody else off to what they were doing, you know, which I thought was pretty interesting just because it was like, they were all around at that point in time. You know? Oh, I got you. Yeah, I forgot what documentary it was. It was funny because they were just like, yeah, Rakim would always grab the craziest thing. All right. It, it probably wasn't Rakim, but they were talking about somebody like that. You know, it was like he'd always grab the craziest things. And it was just like, it was just cool hearing producers talk about, or, you know, yeah, producers talking about themselves. And whatever you want to really call that. Yeah. What about you, Jizzle? Um, what you watching, cuz? Well, you know me. I didn't watch that. I didn't. I was playing. I actually did watch. Uh, I've heard about it um, the last couple of days, uh, Mary J. Blige's BET performance. Uh, so, you know, Mary J. Blige is one of my favorite uh, artists, you know, of, of all time. She's one of them up there. Um, her second album, My Life, is like one of my top five albums of any genre. 
Uh, I love that album. Ooh. And um, so I listened. I I went to you know I thought let me check out this performance. Everybody's saying it's fire. And Mary J. Blige put on a show. It was like her back in 92, 90, 94 again performing. Uh, she played all her hits. Method Man came out. They did all you you know. You're all I need. Oh, uh, yeah, little, yeah. little Kim came out. Pity did the intro. And usually at a uh, award show, you might get like what five, seven minutes of performance. She got like twenty minutes. No way. Yeah, it was like a mini concert for her. Yeah, because I seen that on YouTube. Because I actually went through and I watched a lot of um, the. BET performances, but I didn't click on hers. I yeah. now I'm definitely gonna watch that. But no, it was a, it was a dope performance, man. I was like, damn, like it was because uh, I'm big on Mary, and I know she's been through a lot yeah. in her lifetime. And uh, to see her how she is, she was getting a lifetime achievement award, which was dope. Because uh, yeah. she influenced a lot of you know hell yeah female artists because she did she brought that like R and B soul hip hop combo together you know not many either you're a traditional vocalist like a mariah in the beginning or whitney you know or you rap you were like salt and pepper or whatever she kind of she kind of did both a little bit yeah, yeah i don't think there, there wouldn't be a lauren hill there wouldn't be a nope. Leah, you know none of those uh, people would exist if it wasn't for her you know yeah so yeah it was it was a good performance though but uh yeah, that's all I it was good good shit to watch. Uh, I didn't really watch that now, but but sports, you know. Sports. Sports. My dodges. Yeah, so but um I know we were we've been gone for a minute, so I know we listened to some damn music. So uh Mr. Landrum, what you been so, bumping, brother? All right, so Jazz Cartier. I don't know, I've been on a I've been on a good one with this guy. My man uh new got a new song called called Turing. Uh, shit's really good. Um, I would listen to it. I lost y'all. Technical difficulties. We got Piper. Okay, we're good. No, uh, so Jazz Cartier. He is live again, guys. Sorry, Jazz Cartier. <laughs> Get the dope, baby. Uh, also, Cage the Elephant's new album, Social Cues. I know I told you about that one song with uh, Cage with uh, Beck, but the whole album's fucking, it's living. It's good shit. And then last but not least, uh, our guys, man, Blink-182. Uh, they got a new album out. It's actually pretty good. Uh, songs, Generational Divide. It's got yeah, that old, I like that song, man. Yeah, it's got the old Blink. It sounds like the old Blink again, man. But I miss we miss those guys. And now it's, they sound legit. Happy they're back. That's cool. I didn't know they were still doing things, man. Yes, sir. What about you, Jizzle to the Wizzle? What you be bumping? Um, uh, Some little can- Nas dog? Nah, a little cat, you know. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> a little Nas X. Nah, no little Nas X. Nah. Um, Benny the Butcher. Uh, oh, shit. Rapper from Buffalo, New York. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I heard about Benny the Butcher last year. I, I watched his uh, YouTube uh, channel called uh, Dead End Hip Hop. And he talked about one of his uh, albums that came out last year. And I was like, what the fuck is Benny the Butcher, right? So I checked him out. Pretty dope. Um this is like gutter, grimy, East Coast lyricist, like rap. Like, it's just it, there is no radio friendly songs. <laughs> don't do that type. You know, there's no dances to it. There's no great hooks. It's just straight hard ass beats with just straight lyrical assassination. And I love it because you don't hear that too much. Granted, this guy's a little bit older. He's probably like, 
maybe my age or maybe a couple years younger, but like it, I mean, it's dope. I like it. Him and uh, another guy named Westside Gun and Conway the Machine, they're all from Buffalo. I mean, how many damn rappers you know from Buffalo, New York? I don't know any rappers from Buffalo, New York. So they kind of put Buffalo on the map now. And these guys are just straight spitting, you know. It's not gonna it's not gonna be get played on the radio, I'll tell you that. But like if you like real grimy, gutter, East Coast rap that sounds like East Coast rap, because you know, a lot of New York rappers are sounding like South rappers now. Mm-hmm. You know, New York kind of lost its sound a little bit. Um, so it's good to hear that that kind of lyrics, that East Coast New York sound again in this day of age. So being the butcher and um if you guys want to smooth it down a little bit uh sebastian my cat um it's some r&b cat kind of sounds like a mixture of anderson pack and uh, d'angelo um album i i came across him the other day on instagram the uh, album's called i see you you see me part two uh straight dope real groovy nice soul good voice um you know if you just want to chill you know, with your lady and, uh, you know, do what you got to do. Uh, put on some Sebastian, my cow. Um, real cool cat. And then Mr. Chuck Taylor, the game. Got a new album coming out soon. Dropped his uh, newest single, uh, West Side. I uh, saw the video the other day. It's pretty cool. I'm very excited for it. This is game's last album, as he says um it's called born to rap so um he just had a, a dope ass freestyle on la leakers from power 106 but he just murdered it uh the gang lyric gang gets slept on how good he is with his lyrics um the guy can really spit especially when he freestyles he uh he's real good at that but um i'm looking forward to the game's uh new album but um that's about it that's all i've been bumping there's probably, probably some more shit but i just can't i couldn't think of it but yeah it's all been so- so huh? he's saying so he's gonna say that that's gonna be this is gonna be his last album. Yeah, but you know how many rappers have done that? You yeah. Know? yeah, you know, remember remember too short back in the, in the mid-90s? Album number 10, my last album. That's it. <laughs> getting it, getting out of getting is good. <laughs> how many damn albums he came out after that? Like 10 more? Yeah. You know, so yeah, I don't believe that's gonna be his last album, but we'll see. We shall see. But what you been listening to, Mike? Um, I've been listening to a lot of stuff. Um, I can't even. It's you know, it's been four weeks, so it's been kind of rough trying to write down everything that I've been listening to. But um, but since we have been doing our nursery, um, we bought a record player. Um, actually, Lalo, Lalo bought us a record player. Throwing nice. again. What's up, Lalo? Thank you, Lalo. Um, Hello, Lalo. He um, bought us a record player, so I've been over time. I've been collecting records, and um, this time I was able to bring Uncle Chuck's, Brian's father's records, home, and um, I was able to dust those off um, this week. And I've been listening to them. And man, Brian, pops Yo. has some pops has some music, man. Yeah, he does. You know, yes. I um, I didn't Mike, know Mike that I'm looking at that name you have on there, and I'm very surprised you you like that. But I'll, I'll let you get into it though. Okay. Um, so the first one I popped on was Aretha Franklin live at the Fillmore West. And, um, that was fire. Um, I, we didn't get to side B on that one. Cause I was just, I, I don't know. I was just so happy. So I was jumping around with a lot of stuff. 
Um, the next one was Wes Montgomery, um, mm-hmm. his greatest hits, and that was fire. Um, these are my dad's albums. Yeah, these are dad's albums. Uh, Wes, <laughs> Wes, Wes Montgomery, uh, jazz musician, uh, is super dope. Um, I I really love him. He's he's when it comes to jazz, he's in he's in my top. I, I like Wes Montgomery. Yeah, and he's doing in this album. They got him doing a lot of like um, I haven't listened to the same thing. I I only did side side one. I haven't really flipped anything back and forth yet. Mm-hmm. But um, that one, we I think we listened to the first side, and it was a lot of covers. You know, he was doing a lot. I don't know if every single one of them, but I would sit there and I'm like, oh my god, that's a Beatles song, you know, that he's playing and stuff. So I, I got to go back to the next one because I liked it, man. It was just that was just good music, man. And the next one is the White Album, which is so funny because me and Laura, uh, we wanted to put from the Beatles the White Album. We wanted to put that one on the wall because we we were going to buy that one anyways. And oh, it was okay. cool that it came up here. And I don't know, I don't know if you know, Brad, but it, on it it says Lions in yeah. like Sharpie. And I was like, I don't know who Lions is. You know, I didn't know if it was like a, a friend of your father's or something. And then there's another one that says Ronnie on it too. And I was like, oh shit, Bobby, <laughs> Ricky, and Mike. Yeah. <laughs> so um so I've been enjoying them, man. I'll mark them, right? So if you ever want them back or if maybe we can give them to Aiden or whatever. Um, yeah. You know, I just stuff. remember I remember because my dad's mix my dad's music, man, is is like from James Brown to the Beatles to Aretha to Blood, Sweat and Tears. And his his music genre was amazing, dude. That's one thing I I love about Pop. He cause he he just he really wasn't all about one simple music. It was just different genres that he learned that he taught me and Kelly about music is Music is music, but you gotta just absorb more than just like rap. You gotta absorb rock. You gotta absorb like jazz and all that shit. You know. I mean, there's a reason why, like we just talked about, like all these samples were from all those jazz, blues, and a yeah. lot of those, you know, Motown and all that type of stuff. You know, and that's just good music. You know, and there's a lot of things that everybody borrows and everybody listens and is influenced. And like you're saying, like music is, it's everything, you know, like you can't like, I'm sorry, country is just one thing I can't do all the damn time. But I mean, like if it's a good old school country, like if it's like really what country is like some, uh, some dollar pardon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. More, more older than that. I could do some stuff, you know, but other than that, I can't do this new age stuff, but I don't knock it. You know, if there's a good song, I'll listen to it, you know, but, uh, but yeah, your dad is, his, his, it amazed me, dude. I was just looking through it, all the blues and jazz that he had in there. I didn't know he so had excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a dope ass, that was a dope ass record. I got to get into uh, too, but he's got a bunch, man. He's got Chicago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's got some good shit. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I'll, I'm gonna keep on digging through it, man, and keep on listening. Um, it's one of the things that me and Laura are excited for is getting records to show the show the baby. He's got a couple. He's got a couple good Zeppelins too. I, I know that for a fact. Yeah, yeah. He's got some. He's got a sick Zeppelin, dude. Like it looks like immaculate condition. I don't know. Um, I can't remember what album it is right now. Hell but yeah. Um, but yeah. The good old days. So that's kind of what I've been listening to, and I'm going to keep on listening. I guess we'll have maybe a little uh, Uncle Chuck's Corner every now and then on uh, the music. Cool. Like it. So so, so picks, I guess, right? We're we done with the music? We're done. What's your picks, uh, man? What you got? Um, I guess I'll just roll into it. Um, with another, This is a YouTube channel. This um, it's called the Modern Rogue. Um, I'm I've been listening to this guy on podcast for the past eight years probably, and he has a bunch of different uh, podcasts from comedy, from just science stuff, 
to um, to stuff about cord cutting, you know, about TV shows. Um, his name is Brian Brushwood. He's a he's a um, he is a why do I want to say a musician? But he's not a musician. He's he's a, he's he first got started with doing magic, and that's what he would do. And he did magic. And when YouTube came out, he started showing people bar tricks, like magic tricks in the bar, and he got shit on from all the music. Um, Oh, why did I keep on saying um, musician from the um, from the people doing magic because he was giving away tricks and stuff. So he had this long um, YouTube series called Scam School, which was really good. Um, but now he's got a new one called Modern Rogue, and he basically just kind of like where it picks up kind of where MythBusters left off, and he just does like all these different things. You know, he he'll dive into um, about how to make um, different types of mixed drinks and how how you use this mixed drinks for these reasons or this type of liquor for this stuff and you just dive in and you go in with the bartender and he talks about it for a while the next one is like how to cook some meat he's with a chef and he learns all this stuff he has survival stuff he tests weird things out he made like prison booze you know like two different ways to make prison booze so it's just something that I'll, I'll throw on when i'm just sitting in the background and just kind of like when I get um, that fix for like a little sci-fi or a little Mythbusters kind of feel to a show, I, I throw on his. So Modern Rogue, I uh, you guys to check it out. Cool, cool, cool. What you got, Brian? You know what, man? Um, I've always seen it at the grocery store. I never really tried it, but me and my kids mm-hmm. the weekend, I was kind of like, do I want Briars or I want something else? And then uh, a brand called Tillamook. Tillamook. If you got a sensitive stomach like I do when it comes to ice cream, for some fucking reason, this does not fuck my stomach up. And they got this shit, Moo Shake. Oh, my God. That shit was like a vanilla chocolate milkshake with chocolate bits in it. And it is off the fucking charts, man. <laughs> Where'd you get that at? At Staters, dog. Tillamook. They, they're around. They, they do like they have cheese and all that shit. But they got ice cream. And the ice cream's fucking. They all all kinds of flavors and stuff, man. And, um... And yeah, no sensitive stomach problems, nothing. It was it was fire, dude. So Tillamook ice cream, recommend. I, I had a little bit of it. That was good too. I was like, damn, this was bomb. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Hey, it was a little bomb. Um, I had no pick, but uh, a friend of mine uh, I met through G years ago uh, passed away a few days ago uh, from cancer. Uh, she had she had beat it once, uh, and. They came back and got her this time. So I just want to say uh, I'm going to give my condolences to Teresa Miranda and her family. And uh, sad to see you go. She was a cool girl. I remember we did a Vegas trip one time with a bunch of us. And um, she wouldn't let us pay for anything. <laughs> you know, if we're, if we're at the bar, I got it. You know, if we go to the club, I got it. You know, anywhere. She paid for our trip there uh, and everything. I think it was like, I don't know, maybe about eight of us or whatnot. But um, she was always a nice girl, always in good spirits when I saw her. Uh, very cool girl. I'm just sad to see her go, but I'm, I'm kind of glad she's not suffering no more because, uh, you know, yeah. cancer's a bitch, and I hate cancer. So, but uh, just uh, want to say RIP uh, to Teresa Miranda. Uh, well, our thoughts go out to her family, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. But that's going to be it for this episode of Jackie Robinson 42. B&B podcast and uh, we're going to check with you guys next time alright thanks for listening stay safe subscribe to B&B podcast on iTunes to listen comment and review and you can also listen on YouTube and podbean.com 
Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BNB Podcast 3 and also on our Facebook fan page where you can vote on polls and stay up to date on future podcast episodes.